This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hello, 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 hello. I was just chatting to my first guest or my only guest today because uh, unfortunately my second guest, Sonia Brown, found that she couldn't actually make it today. But my guest today is Denny Gaskell and we will catch up with her in a moment and see what she's been doing. It's a good few years since Denny and I had a really good natter so we'll see what we can tell you and share with you. So let's have a little bit of 12.30 news first of all. Now, um, coming up, we've got, obviously, all the meetings, the monthly meetings, which you will find on our website. So that's all the W's, 123.co.uk. And I'm broadcasting today from the station in Penge. That's the Love to Beat radio station. So that's L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T radio station. I always like to emulate our uh, boss man, Edmund Christie, who is the owner here at the radio station. And at this radio station, what you'll find is 24-7 music and things of interest to you. This show is on a weekly show, although I won't be here next bank holiday. It's another one. I don't think there's another one after that. Um, So next week is bank holiday. I won't be here for that, but there will be some great tunes for you actually online. Um, Every week on a Monday, two to four, I'm here and I'm followed by the lovely Ozzy Osman who treats you all to indie rock. So do stay tuned after this and listen to uh, to, um, Ozzy. So... I've got a couple of shout outs for you. So first of all, what I played for you um, first off was Girl on Fire, which of course you all know I am, and this is a live show so anything can happen. And then we played this year's Ukraine entry. I like to do that every week because it's important, I feel, for people in Ukraine, our sisters, their friends and families, and actually everybody all over the world who's having problems at the moment to know that we are thinking of you. So do take care and big hugs and kisses. And then, of course, we had a birthday song. So anybody whose birthday is today, big shout out and happy birthday to you hope you've had a good one i expect you celebrated over the weekend um i haven't got any family you know i usually like to share with you my family members who have birthdays but i haven't got anything at the moment so do please let me know if you've got your own birthday or friends and family's birthday that you would like me to give a shout out for you and play a a happy birthday song on air for you which um i'm more than happy to do And of course, talking about shout outs, if you have got any events yourself which are coming up, um, do let me know and I'll give you a shout out on the radio station as well. So, pens and paper handy. Just a couple of shout outs for, now I went into the technical shop over the road here to the repair centre in Penge, owned by Sam. I had a bit of a computer problem and I had contacted him and he, uh, to see if he could help me. And he said, yeah, bring it in. I'll sort it out for you. And of course he did. He is absolutely brilliant. Now, I use Windows, 
which of course is more than competent in. But the whole centre is actually devoted to Apple Mac um, predominantly. So that's the repair centre in Penge High Street. Do have a look on, online, look them up, and if you've got any problems, he's your man. Ask for Sam and say Jackie sent you. Um, and he's really nice and helpful. So it's uh, the repair shop is sort of opposite where the station is. So um, if you know the Penchai Street, you'll find it. Otherwise, you'll find it online. And my second shout-out is to Jonathan Parker, who is JP Property Care. He does maintenance, painting and decorating. And he just so happens to be my son. So... I would have a good word for him, wouldn't I? But no, he is at absolute attention to detail. So do give him a call. If there's anything you need, handyman, as I say, property care, painting, maintenance and decorating. And there's not much in that area that he can't put his hand to and give you an excellent service. So his number is 07956 four three actually so do have a look um no you can't actually look because he's only got a holding page at the moment so do do give him a, a call either whatsapp or on the mobile phone uh, direct line and you'll be able to get in touch with him so just a reminder of our groups that we've got running currently at lunchtime hence 12 30 bexley and sig cup Bromley, East Dulwich, Orpington, Thanet, which is Birchington, and of course we've got our TV, our online one. So do have a look on the website. You'll find under calendar, you've got all the links there where you can have a look. Um, the radio programs are all on there, so you don't need to book in for that, obviously, but it's got the link for you to tune in. They are, um, so let me give you our other dates which are important locally on the 1st of July we've got Ziggy Stardust Family Fun Day and when I say we I mean the Beckenham Friends which consists of Coperscope Area Residents Association um, as well as uh, local people like me helping there so it really is a proper family fun day lots of things for the children lots of things um, where the schools are being involved with bands arts and crafts as you know um, David Bowie who was Siggy Stardust was not only a musician but he was a great artist as well as a literary um, person so do have a look on the Coperscope Area Residents Association website and you'll find the link there to have a look and see what other, what stands are going to be. There's all sorts of arts and crafts going to be there as well. Lots of games for the children and of course a mini, mini fun fair. So that's on the 1st of July. On the 14th, oh, I was going to say the 14th of August, but let's do the 10th of August first. On the 10th of August, I will be in Deeper Kent, more towards Ashford, to at Larkfield, to be giving a talk and running some speed networking for the lovely Sean Murphy at her Business Women's Big Show. So that's the 10th of August. Do look up Sean Murphy, Women's Big Show on the 10th of August and I'll be there for that. On the 14th of August is our Seaside Day and we will be in Birchington 
Everyone is welcome. Bring your friends, family, children, aunts and uncles, next door neighbours, clients, whoever you wish. And we can have Kat uh, Webb, who owns the wonderful Birchington B&B, her 20th century B&B, um, which is Art Deco, based in Birchington. So she will take us on a tour around her lovely venue and we can have some fish and chips or whatever you like and then subject to the weather we'll take a lovely stroll along Minnis Bay which is if you don't know that neck of the woods is really pretty um, so if you are based in Bromley or Rochester or somewhere along the train line from Bromley south it's direct straight through to Birchington and you'll find Cat's venue is about um, seven minute walk from the station and Minnis Bay is another five minutes from there so it's all very doable by public transport if you don't want to take the car but if you do there's easy parking around there as well so that is on the 14th of August um, I actually missed one that was quite important so I haven't written that down here on the 3rd of July Christina Moyle is going to be talking on the road she's going to be my guest here in um not in the studio but she'll be zooming in um and talking to us about ai you know artificial artificial intelligence i had a brother-in-law who was who was working for the milk marketing board and he ai to him meant a whole different kettle of fish but this time we're talking computers we're talking about technology so do listen in on all those i'll run through these again for you later on so if you haven't managed to grab paper and pen you um i will run through them again for you and of course the show is being recorded and next week next friday in a week's time you'll find it on the podcast minus the music of course but all the information and my conversation with denny will be there so um denny has been quite worried and concerned about what she's going to talk about now i know denny of old although we haven't actually had a chance to speak for some time but i'm going to bring her in now and i just want to double check denny are you there can you hear me yes i can jackie just about just about oh okay cool I was just saying to our listeners that it's quite some considerable time since you and I have had a really good sit down and natter. So I would like you to let you let our listeners know who you are, where you're based, and what are you up to lately. You know, Jack, I can hardly hear you. It's gone all tinny. I'm really sorry. What did you say to me? Uh, can you hear me better now? A little. Try again. Okay, let's talk again. Denny, if you'd like to introduce yourself to our listeners. Oh, indeed, yes. Well, I'm Denny Gaskell, and uh, you and I, Jackie, go back many years, probably too many, um, more than I care to think about, really. I met you, obviously, through the 1230 um, Women's Company when I had started up my own business um, after I had trained to be an interior stylist as opposed to an interior, um, what do you call interior consultant, I suppose. <laughs> so an interior 
finest is helping people do their houses up generally for sale if they're struggling to get a sale for their their house um, to help them to do it up cheaply to bring all the color schemes together to declutter and what have you um, so instead of reducing the price of the house you uh, end up uh, just getting a really really good price I was trained originally by a lady that used to be on the television. She was the um, the house doctor, if um, anybody's old enough to remember that television program. Her <laughs> uh, name was Anne Marie. Do you remember her, Jackie? No, I don't think I do actually. Um, but um... if, you, if people couldn't sell their homes, they'd call in the house doctor. Ah, oh, yes, I remember the program. Yes, I do now. Yeah. yeah as a force to be reckoned with and she would be absolutely vicious in pulling people's homes apart and saying you know and you wonder why you can't sell this house have you smelled it <laughs> she she was a real tough cookie but it what a fabulous experience that was and i loved my time doing that and um, of course while i was doing that i was um, a, a very staunch member of the 1230 company and I just loved that I just loved the whole diversity of, of the whole experience meeting different people from different walks of life and I made quite a few really really good long-lasting friendships through that so I just love the 1230 company oh um, thank you thank you that's lovely it was really wonderful um I've got a varied career. I don't know if you want me to mention Yeah, no, that. please, please. Our listeners yeah. always, we're, we're women. We like to know about these things. Yeah, um, well, I, I, I trained to be a teacher originally. Um, I went to a school, basically, that you went to university or went to teacher training college or you were a nobody, really. <clears throat> so I went off to train to be a teacher which I absolutely loved uh, and it has really really stood me in very good stead all over the years and I, I've left it and I've gone back to it and I've left it and I've gone back to it and I miss I miss it so much I actually miss working so much I can't believe that I'm saying that I think I think work. Denny if I just interrupt you there I think like me you're a people person aren't you and that's that's the thing I think is key for you as your personality, you're very much a people person. And you mentioned and sung um, the praises of 1230 TWC just now, but you were a very valuable member at the time and, and made a huge contribution to the meetings. And I think it's... it's, it's well, it, it's, it's true. And, and I think that's probably why you miss so much the teaching side of things because you're giving all the time and, and seeing the rewards there. Mm-hmm. Jackie, you you're breaking up again. I just Oh dear. Really, really struggling to hear what you're saying. Okay, I think we I think that's probably a problem with um with Zoom. Um so I think we're being recorded anyway. Sorry you can't hear me, Denny. Um can you hear me any better now? Well, I can I can hear that you've asked me. Can you can I hear you? But it's not clear. You you sound a million miles away. Okay, um, 
So I think you were telling us about your teaching and you mentioned also, uh, you know, when, when I was saying to you how we like to send our warmest wishes out to the Ukraine people and also to anybody else across the world. And you were saying that you're actually teaching Ukraine people English now. I certainly am, yes. Like everybody worldwide, I was horrified at the news last February of last year. And again, like everybody, just felt totally helpless and, and just wanted to do something however small that might be. And um, again, good old Facebook. Facebook to me is one of the best things ever, but uh, there was a fairly local person put on Facebook that she was hosting a young Ukrainian couple uh, who were over with their 14-year-old son. And she was asking, did anybody have any work for, for these two? And um, I replied and I said, sadly, I don't have any work for them, but I'd certainly keep my ears open. And uh, in the meantime, I'm a retired English teacher. And if there's anything at all that I can do to help, I'd be more than happy um, to do so. And they took me up on it. And they still come every week. And they are just the loveliest, loveliest, loveliest couple. And I think we were we were both quite nervous at first. Um, they, they're quite shy anyway. And it's very difficult. I, I, I sort of went into this thinking that I had my eyes open because I taught English to French um, students before, but I speak French, so I hadn't realized just how much easier it is when you can actually converse with somebody in their own language as well. And of course, I don't speak Ukrainian. And so every week it turned into um, an episode of, of um, oh, what was it? Oh, um, the Charades game. What was the, the program on the telly um, where he plays Charades? What was that? I can't remember. Any listeners, shout out oh, to us and let us know. I'm age now. I'm having a senior moment. Um, <laughs> Oh, you know where it's it's you're patting your head and it's a film or a book and what have you. Yeah, yeah, sh charades, yeah. And it was just so 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 funny, uh, and we would we, it just really broke the ice. There's nothing quite like laughter to to break the ice, um, and it became very clear that they they had learned a little bit of English at school, but not an awful lot. But it was all down to confidence. They had no confidence to speak English and um, and it was so funny because they had preconceived ideas about various things because of course they'd been taught English by a Ukrainian person with an accent and so sometimes um, Victor would almost correct me for example he would say that the letter A was E so for example cat Ka'ata would be cat. And I'm uh. saying, no, 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 it's ka'ata, cat. And he's going, ka'ata, cat. Um, and that <laughs> was really quite difficult because he was almost questioning me because that is right, because he'd been taught that at school, of course. which was really quite strange. Yeah, yeah. The funniest, the funniest thing was that he cannot pronounce the letter V. So he would, he would, 
call a village, he would say village or, or whatever. And it was just so, so, so funny. He would say, worry, thank you very much. But of course, his name was Victor, and he can oh. actually say the Victor, but he, he can't say well. And it, it was just hilarious. It was just so funny. We <laughs> just have such a giggle every week. And uh, I think their English has come on leaps and bounds. They, I think, would like to have um, come on a little bit more. But I say to them, but, but look at you, you're coming out with words that I would never expect you to know. And they said it's because I speak to them slowly. I make sure they understand before I carry on. Um, and of course, not everybody does that. So they struggle to understand what people are saying to them. But sure. it was quite difficult, really, because obviously I had to go right back to basics with phonic blends and phonic sounds of all the letters of the alphabet. And it's very, very difficult not to treat them as if they're children. You know, I, I sort of went to Waterstones and Smiths and what have you to see if there were any books that would help. But of course, they're all geared up to very, very, very young children. And, um, you know, I didn't want to underplay their confidence, as it were. And uh, mm. it was difficult. But, you know, we've, we've become really good friends now, as well as anything else. And um, they're just the loveliest people. They really, really are. They're smashing. It's, so, it's really yeah, interesting. I hope they could go home soon. But, you know, for my sake, it will be like losing a son and daughter, really, because they've just become so fond of them. They're just really lovely. Yeah. Um, really lovely. Yeah. They came to my um, recent Coronation Street party. Oh, yes. In the village. Not quite sure they knew exactly what the heck was going on. <laughs> They seem to enjoy it, although they seemed a little bit nonplussed by it all. I don't think they quite understand why people would be sitting there with a mask of um, King Charles on and what have you. But um, anyway, we're all different, aren't we? <laughs> so so um, this event that you organised for your village, from mm -hmm. what I could pick up from Facebook, you were a one-man, one-stroke woman band in all that <laughs> happened there. Um Tell tell me how how did how did you get nominated in the first place? Did you get nominated? Did you just get on with it, or, or how did it work? Well, I'm very much community. I've, I've got a community spirit is very important to me. And in 2020, again, I was a lone woman band, and I organised a living advent calendar in the village which basically turned into a street party every that was that evening. was beautiful i remember seeing those because you posted them on it facebook was, oh jackie it was just wonderful it was obviously 2020 and um, covid was still very much around but the ruling at the time was that you could be in the, in your bubbles and you could be six feet or six meters away from people mm. and and we stuck to that as best we could and it was just exactly what the village wanted and it was it it turned out from a, a smallish event to literally being like a street party every night with a different permutation of people because people would 
go to view the windows at different times as a new window was unveiled every evening. And it was just the most wonderful experience and just really brought everybody together. Uh, and and so how did you actually do that? How did you actually contact people and, and let them know that this was your idea and that this is what you thought they'd like or whatever? How did it actually kick yeah. off? Good old Facebook. And I, um, again, it was all a bit last minute and I just asked for, I needed 24 volunteers to decorate a, a window in the front of their house and to sort of keep it under wraps until the big reveal. So these 24 people were allocated a date and then there was going to be a big revealing at six o'clock every evening and people in the village would turn up and assemble on the pavement or in the garden or, or whatever to, to see this window unveiled. But then of course, the, the COVID rules changed, so we couldn't do that because it would meant that there'd be a bit of a crowd in one place. So we uh. then staggered the people t turned up between four o'clock and eight o'clock so that it wasn't so crowded. Mm. Um, hence why you got a different permutation of people at different times every night. And so the whole village would turn out and have a look at somebody's window, you know, and, and it started off with you'd give some sweets to the kids like you would on an advent calendar mm. and then somebody else would do mulled wine for people and then the next night somebody else would do mulled wine and beers and lagers <laughs> and the next night there would be sausage rolls and mince pies so in the end it was like a full-blown party every evening and as you approached the, um, the house that you were going to that particular night all you could hear was people laughing and joking and you think after this awful time that we've just come through it was just wonderful to hear the sound of laughter and communal laughter going on in in the village it was it was really really special so i've always been sort of a bit that way inclined um you know i got involved with um i i get a Christmas tree every year, a big, big Christmas tree is usually donated. And we put that outside the West Door at the church and decorate that and that kind of thing. Um, and so this year, I mean, I was involved with the Queen's um, Platinum Jubilee last year too. Um, actually made an awful lot of bunting that went up across the village last year as well. But I do think I need to get out more often really when you think that I'm actually sitting there making bunting. Um, <laughs> But um, so this year, I, I, with the, the coronation, I just thought, well, I'm going to sit back and I'll see if anybody else is going to do anything. But of course, nobody did. Because they knew Daddy Gaskell would. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I'm not having that. We can't have a coronation and not even, you know, um, acknowledge that something so massive, the history in the making is going on. So it was, a, again, a last minute thing. Um, and I applied to the council to close the road off. And I went to door to door to the people on the high street to make sure that, um, you know, everybody was in favor. And there was only one person who couldn't see the point of it, but um, that didn't uh, deter me. Um, <laughs> and, and so the idea was born and it, it all happened and it was wonderful. And, you know, I, I don't mean to sound a martyr when I say that I did it all myself and in fairness some people did 
offer to help. But you know, in all honesty, Jackie, I'd rather do things like this on my own because then I work to my own time scale. I know absolutely everything's going to be done the way I want it to be done. And it's, it's going to be done you know, I'm not interested in things going to happen next week or I can't do anything because the kids are off school or the rest of it. I understand that. That's absolutely fine. I, 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 don't, um, I don't think badly of people for, for saying that kind of thing. But, you know, I want things done yesterday. I've always been that kind of person. I'm not yeah. interested even in today. all done yesterday. Um, and I want it done properly. And I want it done exactly as it should be done. Um, and that's what I got. And we had the most incredible day. We were just so, 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 so lucky with the weather. I'd been mm. watching the forecast for weeks and weeks in advance. And it's really funny how you believe the forecast when it's going your way, but when it's forecasting it's going to rain and be yeah. windy, you, you think, oh, how can they possibly know? They can't know that in advance. <laughs> we, we got lucky. It was warm but it wasn't too hot and you know we didn't have to worry about people being needing shade um it was it couldn't have been any better um people mucked in and helped clear the tables and it made it easier people brought their own food and drink and uh, i think that made it a whole lot easier um and it was just the most wonderful day so did really you you, you didn't have any rain is that right are you saying Sorry, you didn't say? have any rain? Did you have no. rain at all? No, not even one ah, drop at all. Wonderful. And um, I put a plea out on Facebook about a week before, and I said, don't suppose there's such a thing as a professional photographer out there, or anybody got a professional photographer coming to stay with them that weekend who could help out. And a lady sent me a message, and she came and spent must have been two and a half hours with us taking endless photos fantastic photos um, and she gave all her time for free and she just charged a little bit for the editing of the the photos which are just second to none so mm. my next next project is to um, make a hardbacked commemorative book um, about the day because you know it is part of Cowden's history absolutely um, yeah and you know i'd never even been to a street party in my life i had no idea what to expect or what you do or anything really it was just instinct and you just give people empty tables and chairs and lots of balloons and bouncing or what have you and they provide the the atmosphere it was it was just absolutely super brilliant so Onward and upward onto my next project because I'm not happy unless I've got a project. No. So if you've got any suggestions, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds absolutely amazing and well done. And I haven't, thank you so much for sending me the link to the professional ph photographs, but I haven't oh, had a chance to look to look yet. But I've um, looked obviously at your Facebook ones, which were uh, which were great. I mean, it's it's amazing, isn't it? It's where I don't know what your village is like, but um, obviously, but our road closed off and we had a street party, but the road was, we have a road, a side road about halfway um, and the roads split 
although the whole road was shut, the, the road split in terms of what was actually going on. So the bottom half had their bit and the top half we had our bit. 12.30 TWC, Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes, for and from business women on all the socials, www.1230.co.uk at love to beat radio And welcome back into the studio. Still got Denny here on, on the end of the phone. Uh, well, on the end of Zoom. So, Denny, can you still hear us okay-ish? Yes, yes, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Now, Denny, Denny earlier was telling us about these various things that she's been doing and, and what a woman of action she is. So she did the, the Coronation Street Party and various other things that she's done through with the village where she lives. So, Denny... Can you share any tips that are really crucial? People who are perhaps thinking of organising events in their immediate area or in their streets or, or village or whatever, um, or even, you know, like if you were in Beckenham, if you were organising events here. So anybody organising an event, have you got some hot tips that you can share with us, some things that you have found that are absolutely crucial to success in an event? Um, I think that's easy, um, Jackie. I can sum that up in one word, is organise. Just organise, organise, organise. Be completely organised. Um, do your research, for example, you know, to use my coronation uh, street party. Um, I think, I mean, that's mainly the, the, the one that I can talk about, the most recent thing that I've done. But my research, for example, that was also very important. I had to look into the legalities of it. And of course, anything to do with legal terms is um, is really important. So I had to check the deadline for sending in my application and also check the criteria that was required. So in other words, was there any opposition in this instance um, against having the street party? Um, and then as soon as that comes back, then you sort of got the green light to, to go ahead. But of course, then you come to the problem that how on earth are you going to fund this? So yet again, Facebook comes into its own. And so I started up a Just Giving page. And actually, with that and with some private donations that I got, because some people opted to pay me privately, rather than go through just giving because they do take a percentage of the money that you raise. Um, I actually raised £1,300, which was just phenomenal, really. Wow, which, um, well done. Really enabled me to have the successful day that we actually had. Um, so fundraising is obviously important because without the funds, you don't have an, an event. Um, and then for something like this, uh, with public liability, you have to have insurance, clearly. Uh, so I had to go into great details with that. And then we, well, our event was actually in two places. So we had the street party, and then we just walked 100 yards to the recreation ground where we had family fun and games on the wreck. 
and a week before the event, I phoned up the insurance company just to double check that everything was covered by this. And to my absolute horror, discovered that no, it wasn't. And I had to take out a second insurance policy, which is just madness. But they said it had got a different postcode, and therefore oh, no. um, it was as a completely separate event. And of course, I'd used up all the, the money by then that I'd, yeah. I'd got in the Just Giving Fund. So, oh, goodness. And uh, sorry, just to interrupt you there, did, did you say it was predominantly because the wreck where you were holding the games was in a different postcode and that was the reason why you had to have a separate? That's right, yeah. Goodness. So I did the only thing really that you can do in circumstances like that. I went to the pub, which is probably <laughs> what I did. Uh, and I was, you know... It was a good plan. I wasn't a happy person and I was just chatting to this guy who was a, a local... Um, that's the beauty of living in a small village community, you know, you know a lot of people. Um, and I was saying to him, you know, I just can't believe it, it just seems so unfair, it's just such a scam, blah, blah, blah. And he just looked at me and he said, well, why don't I cover that for you? <laughs> I just couldn't believe my ears. So he very kindly just gives me a check there and then um, to pay for this second insurance policy. So basically, just be aware of things like that. Um, obviously, again, if it's a public event, publicity is all important. Um, I was desperate to get the flyers made and out, and um, because you you can't presume everybody does social media, because certainly in a small village like mine, there's there's a there's a lot of elderly people who don't use computers, mm. so. Um, Anyway, uh, yes, I was keen to get the, the post uh, and a lady who trafficked is, did that for me, so uh, it wasn't Basically, lists, I just made lists, I made lists of my lists, I, and you just get such huge satisfaction of ticking things off when you've done them. I think it's so <laughs> important to, to make lists. And certainly when you get to my age, you need to make lists or else it goes in one ear and out the other. Um, but to me, one of the most important things in all walks of life is communicate. Just communicate with people at every single step of the way. Because I was very conscious that it's not my money I was dealing with. It was, you know, the people of the village's money. And, um, mm. you know, it wasn't for me to squander as I saw fit. Uh, and I, I kept very detailed accounts of, of all the expenditure that I put out because you, you never ever know. You might get somebody who wants to know exactly where their money's gone. But Absolutely. I yeah. to report that nobody has approached me about that yet, but it's all there if they need to do. So basically, just be organized. But sort of once you've done all that bit, then you get down to the more fun bits. Um, but I say fun because because this was done relatively at the last minute. Um, within six weeks, I think I did, six, seven weeks, I, I managed to pull this off. So I had to try wow. and find entertainment, which was not easy, believe you me. And I spent three full days going from pillar to post trying to find entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, 
I approached this band that's got five people in and they wanted 900 pounds and of course I didn't have 900 pounds mm. but to cut the long story short eventually they got back to me and they said okay well just two of us will come along and then we'll be within your budget so that was brilliant so they came and they kept us all very well entertained for the day it was really fabulous choice of music as well it was brilliant mm. um, and then also I had a street magician who was absolutely superb and what a wonderful, wonderful thing to have at an event like that or any event, you know, whether it's a social event or a public event, because they go around, he was sort of table hopping as well as mixing and mingling when first people first arrived, but he sort of brings everybody together. So he's not just dealing with one family, he's dealing with the people next to them as well and it sort of brings everybody in together and sort of mm. breaks the ice it like it was a really good thing to do mm. and then of mm. course last but not least you get down to what for me is the bit that i've been waiting for right from day one was to get down to making the decorations and trying to make it all look pretty and um in fact i was approached by my local bbc um news uh, people uh, sent me an email, so it was BBC Southeast Today. You know the program that's on after the yeah. national yeah. Um, six o'clock news. Uh, they were, yes, they were doing um, an item about the preparation for street parties, and so would I do an interview? So there I was in all my glory at my kitchen table, <laughs> and they were doing an interview, and then. I, my table was covered in bits of red, white, and blue ribbon. There were red, white, and blue roses. There were Union Jack little, <laughs> tiny little, there were, oh, you name it, there were jam jars. And she then, the interviewer, sort of threw me a little bit. She said to me, so what are you doing here then, Demi? And I, I sort of went a bit blank. Um, so then I went into the Blue Peter, um, the Blue Peter approach, you know, where I, I taped it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, goodness me, they'll edit that bit out because it was just so silly. But of course, they didn't. <laughs> so my few minutes of uh, fame, I was doing Blue Peter on, on BBC. Um, but they did a fabulous piece about it, and it was really, really great, really put us on the map. I missed it. I was really cross because you'd you'd promoted it, obviously, um, yeah. and and I just and I missed it, which was a great shame. But uh, um, I suppose I it's on catch up, I guess. I think I might just have recorded it, Jackie. I might just be able to send it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that'd be good. <laughs> I recorded it on my video, and then I recorded it on my phone, so I could send it to my daughter in New York and tell her that. Her mum is famous at last. It's taken a long time. <laughs> famous. I'm absolutely famous. Fantastically, you know, tips for organising anything, I think, is just to be as thorough as you possibly can. Mm. Prioritise. I think that also that's really important. Once you've got your list of all the things you need to do, you know, there's no point looking for a street entertainer or a magician or whatever if you haven't got permission to close the doors off. So, um, yeah, it was it was all good fun. But I think because I'm so organised, Mrs. Organised, I am, um, 
it made it much easier. So on the actual day, everything just clicked into place. So very, yeah. very lucky. Really so it's planning. The key, the key to all this is planning, planning, planning. Yeah, absolutely. And plan mm. again. Mm. Communicate. I just think communication is so important. You know, oh, absolutely. It, it takes nothing just to send a quick message back to somebody just to say, oh, thanks for that, you know, or look into that or something. That's all it takes just to let them know that you've actually received Absolutely. The message. There's so many people don't, but um, that's my my big thing, my um, my thing yeah. in life. I think the lack of communication from some people drives me mad. <laughs> I join you in that one. I join you in that one, Denny. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic to catch up, and we'll have to do it in person soon. I think because um, time moves on, doesn't it? Um, Thank you so much for sharing your tips with us. I'm sure people will find those really invaluable. And before I let it's you go, my, um, pleasure, your choice of yeah, your choice of music. Um, would you like to let the listeners know why you actually chose that and what it mean if it has any meaning to you? I thought long and hard. Why have I chosen this particular track? And all I can think about is, well, my track is. My Sweet Lord by George Harrison is my all-time favourite and always has been. And I just think he was undervalued as one of the Beatles, and I love his music. Um, but I think also it signifies the time of my life, really. I, I was training to be a teacher then, so I was in my late teens, um, where he didn't really have a care in the world, and it was just... It just sums it up for me. I just absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. That everything stops when George Harrison comes on. I love it. Well, now's your opportunity to have a break, um, Denny. Thank you so much, Denny Geskell, um, for sharing and catching up with us as well. And I think the word that we came out with everything was enjoy it, but plan, plan, plan. Next weekend, next Monday, is a bank holiday weekend, so I won't be here. I'm not too sure what I'm doing, actually. If nothing else, I'll be gardening. Otherwise, it will be some time with the family. So I hope you've got some plans already. Um, you've also got the opportunity to tune in to Love to Beat Radio, this station that I'm broadcasting from now, which is based in the High Street in Penge, SE20. So do have a look at the website. You'll find it on Love to Beat, all the W's, lovedebeatradio.co.uk. That's L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T, radio.co.uk. And, of course, you can find 12.30, the women's company, with lunchtime meetings in person. And, of course, we've also got what, we, what I jokingly call um, our TV. It's our online once a month which is the second Wednesday so we have in-person meetings we have radio as of now um, as now and of course we have our online meeting which is lunchtime again second Wednesday of each month so do check out the website you'll find the details on the website and under the navigation 
bar of calendar you'll find everything listed there and for listeners who are not familiar with what we do we are an organization that supports business women so whether you're actually just starting out or thinking about starting out or whether you're actually a seasoned entrepreneur 1230 can cover all your needs in terms of support and help that you need by the people who attend not only is my little black book very large so I can help you with connections but they also have connections and they have expertise and experiences there that can be swapped and exchanged so do have a look at the website all the w's 1230.co.uk so just to repeat the shout outs I gave earlier in case you didn't grab your pens in time with um, is John Parker who is John JP Property Care and you'll find him on 07956 19243 give him a call if you have anything that needs doing in your home or actually your garden as well with fences also our local repair centre that's computer repairs here in the high street speak to Sam who owns that and he is predominantly about Max, Apple Max specialises in that but he is very knowledgeable in windows which is why I go to him as well thank you to our listeners for listening today <laughs> um, thank you also to my wonderful guest Denny Gaskell who shared with us her experiences of running particularly a coronation party in a street party in her road during or her, in, not just her road in her whole village um, the other week for King Charles. So I'm Jackie Groundsall. My company is 1230 The Women's Company. I'm here every Monday barring bank holidays. So I won't be here next Monday. Do take care and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.